1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Rosenborg on the field for Celtic tomorrow as off it. They announce profits of over £17 million. Rangers are without Jack and Jaria as they head to Spain, but Stephen Gerrard says his side aren't just there to make up the numbers, and Kenny Miller loses his appeal against the red card he picked up at Ibrooks on Saturday. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. Yes, and certainly uh, the figures posted by Celtic this afternoon will um, be of interest to their supporters. Their turnover is now £101 million, profits of £17 million. And on the field, Celtic prepare for Rosenberg tomorrow night and Villarreal against Rangers. The Rangers fans extremely excited as they are back in the European group stages. This is it, Jim. This is the reality of it now, this uh Balancing act between European football on a Thursday And then back to the domestic stuff on a Sunday And as a neutral How good is it to have both sides involved on, on the Thursday nights? No, it's brilliant It's brilliant for, for the game uh, It's brilliant for Scottish football and, I mean, I understand We'll all be jealous We want to be in the Champions League we, And we, we know that Especially when we see the games like last night At Liverpool and PSG But listen, you know For our two clubs to come through Four qualifying ties I think is fantastic You know These teams have got to go And uh, get involved In these type of competition Before There's even any, Anywhere near A competitive match And before they've had time uh, With their new team New players I mean particularly Rangers I think had such a uh, A change In squads but listen, uh, all credit to both clubs And hopefully um, The group stages can bring more success I mean Mark Guidi It might not seem like too long ago But, but actually it's, it's a good few years Since we had this With both Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic Going at it yeah. in Europe On the same night yeah. Plenty for us to get excited about Well, well yeah I remember Being on the, on the beat And they were actually Both in the Champions League uh, Gordon maybe 10-12 years ago And it was uh, fantastic But it's Europa League Just now It's not the premier competition I will be interested To see The attendance at Celtic get Tomorrow night for the Rosenborg I think that'll be an indication Of the appetite That the Celtic fans have For this tournament Bearing in mind They've been in Champions League The past two years uh, A reporter Ronnie Charters Is in Spain With Rangers We're going to get the very latest From Stephen Gerrard And the Rangers camp A bit later on Let's kick things off uh, By looking at Celtic's situation So Celtic fans Get in touch 01419511025 We're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, We'll hear from Brendan Rogers. In a second the, the breaking news If you like Just not too long Before we come on here Mark Guidi Was the annual Financial result So we would be here all night Getting bogged down In various figures But if you pick out A couple of the highlights Group revenue Increased Now over 100 million 101 million pounds uh, The one that perhaps Interests fans Is, is, is profit the, the, the profit before tax um, 17.3 million pounds That's significantly up From last season as well So that Side of it Looks Pretty good It does yeah You know it, it, It's good profits it, It's good turnover um, There's also Again you know Neither of us Are accountants um, Gordon not by a long shot But it looks as though Up until June the 30th Player acquisitions Ins and out Both roughly About the £16 million um, Mark And those figures Will not include The the sale of Moussa Dembele clearly because this is up until June the 30th but I'd imagine it would, it would include the upfront payment required to secure um, Odson um, Edward so certainly the, the, the club are posting good figures and uh, 
and good profits mm. But I would imagine that even the board and the manager would have preferred to have spent a bit more during the summer Now Jim, the, the link between this and the football side of it The side that we're all really interested in Is fans may well look at this and say £17.3 million profit I'd love to see the manager spend a bit more mm-hmm. Yeah, well I mean he, 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 he tried to You know, in the summer it wasn't for want of trying um, The deals just didn't materialise You know, so I mean uh, Brendan Rodgers himself stated that he was trying to get players in um, You know, he, he, he tried to get Scott McKenna Tried to get John McGinn And that's two at least we know of uh, And you know, they just, just didn't didn't go over the line So you know, Celtic were, were actively trying to, to, trying to get players in But for one reason or another It just didn't happen So listen you know, it's the, the turnover over 100 million in Scottish football is is phenomenal. You know, and it just shows you the size of Celtic as a football club. Is that similar to your budget at Morton? Was it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't even calculate how, how much that is uh, more than more than uh, clubs like Morton. You know, and, and it's just it's, as I say, it's astronomical figures. But um, you know, the, the the thing is, it's about the quality on the pitch, and fans will always look to see what you know what uh, the the quality they have on there. To make a profit again in modern day football is fantastic. You know, it's it's very very difficult to do that. You know, and be successful. And you've got to remember, Celtic have won the last six domestic trophies, so they have been successful on the pitch and they have been successful off the pitch. You know, you can't complain too much about that. We'd love to hear from you. What do you make of these financial results? Or indeed, if you'd rather just talk about on the field tomorrow, we'd love to hear from you as well. It's 01419511025. Go and give us a call just now, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. On the field, Brendan Rodgers is urging his players to be more prolific in front of goal tomorrow against Rosenborg. It's just five goals in the opening five league games. Uh, and the Hoops boss says he, he's not disappointed they're not in the Champions League because he says, quite simply, they don't deserve to be there. We need to do more in the attacking third of the pitch. And every game that we'll go into and play, it's ensuring that we have that energy and that quality and being clinical to, to take opportunities. So that's something that we've, we've talked about and focused on in our training and something we'll look to bring into these next numbers of games. On paper, we've got lots of players that can score. But we have to take those opportunities. Be more demanding of ourselves. Now, I think that's our message. You know, we can penetrate more. What we said, the possession's no good on its own. You know, we have to have that penetration. It's always been a big part of our game, especially against teams that are defending in a deeper block and a lower block so we have to try and find a way through that and, and just ensure we have that real aggression in order to do that Is there still a, maybe an air of disappointment that you're playing on Thursday nights instead of Tuesdays and Wednesdays? No, it's where we deserve to have been we're not entitled to be in the Champions League we didn't qualify simple as that we arrive in the competition that we deserve to be in so we, we respect that and it's our duty to, to go and, and get as far as we possibly can Jim Duffy be more prolific says Brendan Rodgers is that the, the sort of obvious weakness to Celtic at the moment, if you can call it that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they're not firing all cylinders in the final third, final pass, final effort at goal. You know, other teams are, are defending, as you said, deeper. They're, they're trying to find a way of, of um, frustrating Celtic. And, and that's happened in a number of games this, uh, this season. Uh, even when they have played very well, they haven't, uh, you know, uh, won one nothing against uh, Hamilton, won nothing against Rangers. They haven't maybe taken the opportunities that the, their play deserved. So, but it's not. I mean, you can you can do a lot of training, uh, you know, do a lot of exercise, a lot of finishing drills. But ultimately, it's down to confidence and creativity. And I think you know, I think Brendan Rodgers looked at, certainly at the start of the season as if he was going to just tweak the way he plays and going to be two up front, Edward and Dembele. Yeah. He's always played with a one striker, and then all of a sudden Dembele went. 
So I don't know whether we go with the Griffiths, um, you know, Edward. I'm not quite sure if that's the, the similar, a combination would work because Edward liked to drop off and Bailey was a more of a target man. But he did look as if he was going to try that and that, might, that may well have worked. So he's now going to readdress it. But I still think guys like Tom Rogic, who I think is an outstanding player, has got to contribute with more goals. I think that, uh, you know, you look Forrest last year, scored a good number of goals. You've seen before that, it was Sinclair. Um, so I think there's other players have got to co- uh, contribute. But certainly, you would look at the two main strikers in Griffiths and Edward and say they haven't quite found their shooting boots yet. 0141-951-1025 to have your say on the phones. Peter's in Postle Park. I think the last time you you called Peter, I suggested we make that a bit of a tongue twister for the show just to make sure we're on it. Peter in Postle Park. I've got it though. On you go. Yeah, Gordon. Evening, Mark. Evening, Jim. Hi, Peter. Peter. Mark, Mark, I was just before we went point, I was at the, the Legends event on Friday night that you're hosting. You fantastic job, Mark. Oh, thanks very much. But it was a, it was a good night. I thought uh, I thought all the, the, the ex-Celtic players were in good form and Neil Lennon... Paul Hartley, Stan Petroff, and um, and Gordon Strachan, but, but Gordon Strachan was was particularly entertaining. I thought. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Matt. It was a great night. It was a gift to my sons and that for my birthday. So ah, good. Really I'm great. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, great. guys. Also, it's been it's great feeling. Also, the financial figures coming out of Parkhead and that today, but I just feel they've been a bit stagnate. Uh, Jim, you're saying their goals are going to come for a department, mm-hmm. but they're they to me, Mark. They're missing something in the era. The middle part I just have the, the striker like that number ten, like a Nakamura or a Marafchik type player. I mean then obviously they've been found one way the sale of Musa, neither less a sell shot with two strikers because obviously I think Brendan was prefer to go with like the two up top but now we miss a going, you can't really because there's no go anybody there that's gonna fill the gap or change it if one's no doing it. So that's why all of a sudden he's having to go back to his, the four two three one and I just feel yeah. maybe Mr. Yeah, well, as Jim said there, I, I think too at the start of the season, it was, I think it was the very first qualifier. Was it Alicair? Uh, um and Celtic had uh, Dembele and um, Edward up front, and they looked frightening. The pair, I mean, you thought if they this pair get a run with all respect at the SPFL Premiership teams, they are going to run riot. And you, you could have, you know, I thought Celtic were going to, um, you know, run away with it quite comfortably. But obviously, the the dynamics have changed with um, Dembele. Being sold, I don't blame the club for that because I don't think they were left with any option but to sell them. Uh, and they did bring in 19, 20 million quid, but it leaves you with Griffiths and Edward. I don't know an awful lot about Edward's play, but certainly Griffiths. I don't think Griffiths operates at his best with a partner. I think he operates at his best on his own. So I can't see that being a partnership this season. But the other point you made and the gym that's made. I think it's time for others to step up to the plate because in two of Celtic's five league games so far and let's be honest it's not been the, the, the toughest opposition having they scored against St Mirren having they scored against Hearts and only one goal albeit they, they won comfortably against Rangers just the one goal and one goal against Hamilton so we know where the problems are and that's what um, what uh, Brendan mm. Rodgers has alluded to and I agree Tom Rodgers James Forrest and one guy I'd like to see contribute more because we do know that he has the, the skill to do so Is Scott Sinclair What's happened to the guy? You know, I think it's time for him to step up to the plate again He's he's a terrific footballer A first class guy as well Well, a lot of time from as a person But um, his contribution hasn't been up to scratch in the past year or so Jim, how many times in the last how you know Lots of years have you heard that phrase You know, Celtic haven't replaced Lubo Moravchik I mean, it's mm-hmm. 
But on the other hand You also constantly hear praise For Tom Rogic mm-hmm. And Callum McGregor so, yeah. so which is it? Does Celtic need to sign a player That's better than those two <laughs> Or not? Because these those two things Seem to contradict each other Yeah well again You said you've got McGregor You've got Rogic You've, you've got Ryan Christie Just now who can all play In that number 10 role If you want to call it that Just behind the main striker Are all very good players All creative players um, you know, so but the, you know the, they've been patchy, and I think that's it's fair to say that. But I think they are all very talented players. My, I suppose, biggest disappointment looking at Celtic now is the 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 possibility of a young player coming through. For 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 decades, Celtic always produced the best young strikers, in particular. You know, you can go back 30, 40 years and, and look through and they'll always find a, a top-class young striker who was, who was ready to come through the ranks. Or they found somewhere, you know, maybe one, one somebody else like, you know, getting, getting back and they brought someone in um, from a, a Scottish club. Or a Brian McClare or something. Yeah, yeah. Brian McClare, yeah. Mo Johnson, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, but, but the bottom line is there, there was always talent you know, Celtic always produced real quality. Now, I know Kieran Tierney's here and I know James Foscott. I'm not saying Cal McGregor, they've came through the ranks. I'm not saying Celtic haven't produced players through the ranks. I'm just talking about this specific position. Normally, you would find someone. So, if you've got, if you lose a striker like Dembele, you know, one of the one of the guys in the, in the reserves steps up. He's the next guy coming through. But it seems to be for the last number of years, you know, I don't know when the last time Celtic produced a young striker. Uh, of any real note, so I think that's something that, that should be concerning Celtic because they, they, you know, they are they have got some terrific young players, but that area seems to mm. be seems to be one that's uh, it's a, you know they've, they've they've not seemed to manage to find that wee nugget somewhere, um, but there are creative players there, and they just have to find a forum like any team, they have to out you know uh, rethink a little bit because teams are sitting deeper. They are denying Celtic space. They are killing the game. They are slowing the game down. Celtic's just going to find a different way of playing at times um, just to try and overcome that. Final word to you, Peter. This is amazing, Gordon. It's not so much that, like the, I know also they've got, you're saying they've got Callum and they've got Rogic. I'm just thinking, after all, it's got that wee killer pass like Naka did and Lubo and even like Stuart Armstrong can make their uh, late runs into the box. Mark, is there any word on... Uh, Willis Morgan's pushing to get into the, the first team squad, or what? Because obviously it's went a bit quiet with the boy. Yeah, I mean the thing it's been a fair, a fairly lengthy injury. Mark, he's yeah. obviously getting closer. That's that's just that's the way these things tend to work. So you would imagine uh, we'll be seeing him relatively soon. Yeah, and you know, and if things keep going the way they're going in terms of uh, middle to front and uh, a bit of concern in that area of the field, then a fit Lewis Morgan, you know, has every chance of of getting mm. himself into the first team. 01419511025 Andrew's in Mount Vernon Hi Andrew Hi Gordon and hi panel uh, Thanks um, for taking the call tonight man. I think uh, we need to really look at these results today from Celtic Football Club and I think all Celtic fans should be reading the right act to the board uh, £27 million cash in the bank £17.5 million profit doesn't even include what we're going to get for Dumbelli and yet we couldn't sign John McGinn. We're sitting five points behind Hearts, and the ineptitude during the summer of the transfer market, transfer window, was there for all to be seen. And I think, Jim, uh, I would like to know what your thoughts are on that. I think they should be embarrassed this afternoon. I don't think any club should be embarrassed about making money, Andrew. I think that... Uh... You know, you know. Obviously, you're a passionate fan, and you think that they should be out there. But that, you know, when when 
anybody negotiates, they obviously negotiate for what they believe a player's worth. It's not the fact that Celtic didn't have the money. Everybody knew they had the money. But they obviously felt that they put in a fee that they felt that that particular player was worth whatever player they go for. And it it, did, it didn't happen and, and they didn't get them. And I think it's like anyone, because someone's got money doesn't mean you pay over the odds if you believe it is over the odds. So, I, I, as I say, personally speaking, I, I don't think you're saying reading the right act. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think when you're a successful club in business, you know, you, you'll hear many clubs would be love to be in Celtic position, successful on the pitch. They had a they had a poor summer in terms of the transfer window. There's no there's no question about that. But more importantly, I think the players that are currently in the squad, I think their standards have dropped a little bit. Their level performance levels have dropped. So I, I would be more concerned about the performance levels of the current group of players rather than perhaps one or two that we didn't that, didn't, that Celtic didn't get. They did sign some players. Remember, they did get some not at the same levels they could have got. But I think reading the right act, no, I, I don't agree with you. I think that a, a successful business is is a great model to have for Celtic. There's also a balancing act, Mark, because yeah, the, as, as uh, Andrew quite rightly points out, the profit looks great, over seventeen million. Um, and yes, next the next set of financial results will include Moussa Dembele's transfer, but they yeah. won't include Champions League money, obviously, because Celtic yeah. aren't in it. And let's not forget, Celtic's wage bill is very high. Yeah. So you know it has. It's, it's all about a balance. Celtic's wage bill in, in Scottish terms is astronomical, uh, and it needs to be trimmed. To, to be perfectly honest, so that with a great respect, that they're carrying a lot of passengers, as happens uh, at a lot of football clubs. You don't get every every signing right, and when you carry a squad of twenty eight, twenty four players, it will always look as if you are carrying two or three passengers just because they can't force their way into the squad. I wouldn't be embarrassed um, about it, but uh, certainly the transfer window was not what. The manager wanted Wasn't what the supporters wanted And wasn't what the board wanted Even though they, they'll be blamed For not spending money But what it was do It, it absolutely turns the spotlight On Celtic once again in January um, Gordon Because the way things are going We could be shaping up for a tight season They may well have progressed in Europe Into the last 32 of the Europa League They may not have by then But certainly the, the manager And everyone concerned with the club Will want reinforcements And quality ones Brought in not only for January To try and help them Get over the line come May to try and win eight in a row But also to make sure They are better prepared For the Champions League qualifiers Should they win the league And they're back in the Champions League Rather than chasing their tails And being for want of a better phrase Last minute Charlie's Trying to bring in players At the end of July In the middle of August Thanks to Andrew In Mount Vernon Rangers fans Remember the kickoff tomorrow Is a bit earlier So this is your last chance Really to have your Pre-match say Ahead of Villarreal Against Rangers It's 01419511025 Give us a call We're going to get the latest From Spain After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers fans As I said This is your last chance To have your say Before tomorrow's game Because it kicks off Just as the show starts tomorrow So get all your thoughts in Please ahead of Villarreal Against Rangers Remember uh, No Jack No Ejaria uh, Even Graham Dorrance Travelled Not seen him in a while Alfredo Morelos Suspended So Rangers fans How do you want your team To go about it In Spain Tomorrow 0141 951 1025 Now what a day it's been Jim Duffy You had to fight off Fallen trees And branches And all sorts To get here One man though Who has no such concerns Is Ronnie Charters He's out there in Spain I hope you've got The sun cream on A man of your complexion 
we've had this conversation, but the Factor 50's on, and we are basking in 32 <sighs> degrees Make me sick. Um, weather. Uh, I know, so Jim Duffy, I apologise, but I'm sitting in the El Madrigal Stadium oh with a pair of shorts on, and it, the, the sun is still absolutely splitting the skies, Gordon, I'm not going to lie to you. Ronnie, right, okay. You, Jim. You sit, sorry, Ronnie, Smart. you, oh, you sound as if you're sitting in a helicopter, where are you? Well, I can tell you what's happening, actually, the El Madrigal Stadium and the... the uh, ground staff are out cutting their grass ah, to make right, sure okay. that it's all in pristine condition it is like a bowling green to be fair it looks absolutely lovely and I'll tell you I'm actually sitting in the dugout because the security is <laughs> so good at the Elmadrigal Stadium that they've let me walk from the press box all the way through the tunnel and I'm actually sitting on where Stephen Gerrard or Gary McAllister will be sitting in around well what, just less than 24 hours time when these two sides go head to head Sorry, tell me this is it a sellout tomorrow night? Uh, we understand there is, yes, we understand yeah. a very good crowd indeed. Um, there are, there were one or two tickets today. I turned up to the stadium earlier on to just get a bit of bearings. And one or two uh, of the women who are working in the club shop were saying they've had plenty of people coming in getting tickets for this one and they don't have many left. She expected it to sell out. Obviously, the range is contingent. The 2,200 of them are, are sold out. They're already there, making a lot of noise in and around the Villarreal town square that it was there. But yeah, we're expecting a, a full a full noise crowd here, and it's just yellow and blue as far as the eye can see here, Mark. Yeah. I don't have a great deal of knowledge, Ronnie, but from what I do know, it's, it's not not the biggest town. What, what can the Rangers fans expect in, in terms of surroundings, and then of course the stadium that you're in as well? Well, one thing I think the Rangers fans may indeed um, enjoy is the fact that surrounding the El Madrigal Stadium, there are about six or seven bars in one line right next to each other, where the, where a few Rangers fans were camped out. Today, but it's, it's Gordon. It's a stunning stadium, and in and around small, little villages and whatnot, you just it's an see industrial the, town, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you see the big yellow dome that is the El Madrigal, and it sticks out to you straight away. And it is it, it is phenomenal. And you know the people are lovely. You get a pint for two euro fifty if anyone's looking to, to enjoy themselves in that way. Um, and I must say, it, it really is. I'm sitting here now, and to my left is the three tier stand. Um, and it's just it's magnificent. Mm. And the highlights, I suppose, where, where Rangers have come. They're now playing one of the, the well-known teams in European football. You know, you look around the, the stadium, you see some of the names. You know, Marco Senna, Santika Zola, who, who could indeed come back in to feature for Villarreal tomorrow. So uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic sporting arena and one where Rangers fans will, will you know, say to you that this is where, where the club belong. That's an interesting point, Jim Duffy, um, because it reminds me, not so long ago, Rangers were playing, no disrespect, Places like mm. Elgin I remember mm. you and I Going to cover the game And I've told this story before mm. It was so cramped It was so chaotic That you and I You were sitting in front of me mm. And when we're supposed to have a conversation mm. I spent the 90 minutes talking <laughs> To the back of your head So as Ronnie says mm. this, For the Rangers fans Who follow the team everywhere mm. uh, this, will, this will be quite a big moment tomorrow no, it's fantastic, um, you know, to, to get back to this level. As I said, that's all that hard work and all those qualifying ties and difficult in mean, the last game away, having nine men but still managed to get that result. Um, shows you the, the spirit um, that, that Rangers have and particularly in away games, uh, very tactically astute for a, a young manager. Uh, you know, the performances away from home have been, have been terrific, but they will need to, to up their game against mm. Villarreal. Um, any uh, Spanish club, as you know, is going to be technically very good. They're going to keep the ball possession based uh, teams, move it quickly. They said if the temperature is, is uh, as, as Ronnie said, warm, you know, you can't go and chase all over the place because in the last 20 minutes there'll be nothing mm. left. So you have to be uh, streetwise as well, you know, game, game smart. Uh, all of those things that Stephen Gerrard will be emphasising to his players. But 
you know, if you're going to go and play counter-attack, you have to make sure that when you do counter-attack, that uh, you know you you know they're successful because they're going to be few and far between and you know but it's absolutely brilliant for Rangers to be at this level again and playing a club like Villarreal again it makes you think yeah that's us we're back in the big thing. Uh, Ronnie, you've just been at the pre-match press conference with Stephen Gerrard. What was he saying to with especially with regards to you know how Rangers go about this? What what their aims are really for, for this group? Yeah, I must admit, very relaxed, both on the training ground and in the press room. You know, laughing and joking with a lot of us in the press. I suppose really just looking forward to this one. But he did. The, the question was posed to him. You know, Rangers coming into this one from from working back. What is the realistic aims of Rangers in a very tough group? And I suppose the toughest game away to the top seeds for the first game. A very diplomatic answer. He, he respected Villarreal, but he also did say that you know they're not here to make up the numbers. Steven Gerrard quite rightly pointing out that they're here to leave a mark, not only in this game, but leave a mark in the Europa League group stages. Yeah, I, I don't think um, this game tomorrow highlights how far I've took the group. I think it highlights how far the team have come themselves and uh, how much they've grew and how much hard work and effort they've put in to deserve this stage. Um, but we, we all believe it's where this club should be. You know, we're a huge football club who's had difficult times. Um, I don't think many give us a chance to get to this stage. Um, and it, it's quite good. We're in a good place. Um, if teams want to underestimate us or write us off, it's fine. Um, what's important to me is the players and, and, and what's happening in the dressing room. And um, I can see a togetherness growing. I can see a team growing and... Um, I'm happy where we are at this stage And Ronnie, what specifically about tomorrow then Because this is a Villarreal side Perhaps not firing on all cylinders At the start of this campaign But they finished 5th in the Liga last year Clearly a very good side So how does Steven Gerrard plan to go about this one? Yeah, he was asked that specific question By a member of the Spanish media They said to Steven Gerrard You know, you've played in a very British team Whenever British teams come to Spain They play a certain way is that your aim tomorrow night to hit them on the counter and play this long ball? Uh, Steven Gerrard alluded to, to many factors, you know, Kyle Lafferty playing up top on his own, which he's confirmed would be the case now that Morello's suspended. But he did also say that whatever the players he has, the only aim and the first aim will be to win. I think what's important is when you're a manager, you have to play to your strengths. You know, you have to look at the players that you have in the dressing room. Um, find out your strengths and your weaknesses and obviously we're very new very young team together so we've been working on a style and the style is not to play long um, we want to try and play football as much as possible but at the same time um, if we can get an advantage with a long ball I'll use it I'll play to the strengths it's not about me and everything looking great on the eye it's about winning so I'm prepared as a manager to do what it takes to win. Uh, Stephen Gerrard there. Hopefully we'll hear from Kyle Lafferty a bit later in the show. So, Ronnie, I take it early night, lots of homework ahead of tomorrow's game. Is that what lies in wait for you this evening? I did to allude, I did allude to the fact there are four or five bars right outside there on Madrigal. But I will promise I'll be straight home to the, the, the hotel. Good man. Um, making sure that my stats are ready for tomorrow yeah. night kickoff. Six, uh, five to six local uh, Your time Should I say Gordon Yeah professional As always Mark Guidi That's the that's yeah. way It's got to be In these trips Doesn't it are you, are you staying in Valencia Ronnie Or are you in 
Villarreal. Yeah, we're in Valencia with Aye. a 10 minute train journey yeah. to Villarreal. Valencia's lovely. Good. Uh, get, get down to the, the beach, some beautiful restaurants um, in Valencia. I remember being there with, with Celtic and Rangers 10, 12 years ago, two or three times. And you will absolutely love the mm. atmosphere in the stadium tomorrow night. When I was there years ago, it reminded me of a kind of time castle. Um, type atmosphere so it's going to be a, a hell of a tough shift for Rangers to get in and out of that game tonight and that was Wish You Were Here with Ronnie Charters yeah. and Mark Guidi <laughs> Rangers fans let's hear from you then come on the last chance to have your say before the early kickoff tomorrow 01419511025 Mark is in Partick how do you want to see your team go about it tomorrow Mark? Well what I would do I would uh, obviously put Flanick in it right back I would put Taffany further forward and on the left side I would play the Croatian lad at left back and I would put Kandias in front of him to keep him cover. Okay, he's, he's got it all fig- he's got it figured out. If, uh, this guy Sadiq, I mean, what's happening about the guy? Because he's not even made the bench at Ibrox. I think he should be actually. I don't even know if he's drafted to the squad. Um, the guy they got for Roma, he must be mm-hmm. a good player if they've got him for Roma. Well, you you would counter that, Jim. By saying, and I'm not saying he's not a good player, by the way, but Stephen Gerrard clearly sees him every day, and, and he's obviously not a judge to be. Making an impact ahead of Morelos or Lafferty at the moment. That's that's quite yeah, simple I mean, to see. Listen, he was a young player. He was always going to take time. He adjusts sometimes. Uh, you know, I always say that he comes from a different country. You know, he, a different style of football. You know, he comes he comes to you know any Scotland. It's, it's a completely different different uh, ball game, and he has to adapt. You know, not just on the pitch but off the pitch. Everything, the language. You know, there's many many things that, that these young players have to have to. And some some you know just. Click and, and off and running, and others take a bit of time, take a few months. So I think you got to give the boy um, a few months to see if he can settle in, and then make a judgment mm-hmm. on him. Um, but you know, he's he's a young player with Rangers thought had potential, and I, th- I don't think they ever thought he was the he was the automatic, or else they wouldn't have fought so hard to bring in uh, Kyle Lafferty. So you know, he's he's a young guy, and he'll just need time to to find his feet at Rangers. As far as the the system and the shape goes. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. You know, I, I think Tavernier will play right back. I'd be amazed if he if he moved them. Uh, you know, ahead. Uh, one, I think um, you heard Stephen Gerrard's interview there saying that you know they had worked on a way of playing, that, and they believe that this is the right way to play. And I think that'll mm. include Tavernier. Just give him a new contract there. He's team captain. I don't think they'll shift him around. I know a lot of Rangers fans think it'll be better one ahead. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes. Players are better coming from deeper. They see the game better, whereas they're further ahead. Um, you know they're in a congested area. So no, I don't see that. I think Boris is a terrific signing. I have to be honest with you. I think he's a terrific left back. Um, but it's more about the midfield. You know you have to condense the midfield, push them out wide. Generally speaking, you know it's general as it uh, that uh, you know they like to play those little intricate one one twos mm-hmm. and, and 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 play the ball through. So you want to try and push them wide. Say go and throw the ball into the middle, and that's where goals and catch, for instance, should be able to deal with that. So, but what you don't want to do is leave space. So, I think the most important thing for Rangers is is to make sure their midfield is very compact. On that front, then, Rangers fans, I suppose the question for you would be: How big a blow is it going to be to not have Ryan Jack uh, in that holding midfield role tomorrow? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Tariq is a Rangers fan in Mary Hill. Hi, Tariq. Hi, hi. Then, panel. Good evening. Hi, Tariq. Uh, I was just really, I was phoning because uh, I was listening last night at the show and Roger Hanna, uh, he made a sort of like a, a bit of a comment and it was tongue in cheek. I mean, he, I think he maybe shot himself in the foot because he says that, that Celtic are the best team in Scotland. 
Now, I've always believed myself that if you're the best team in Europe, you win the European Cup. Celtic won the league last year, but who won it this year? Still to play for this year, you know? And that was really just a point. Just a point to say that you should watch what you're saying, Roger, because you got that one, I think, a wee bit wrong. So are Hearts the best team in Scotland? Is that what you mean? It, 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 it might be, in his opinion, the best team in Scotland. I get that But I'm saying If you disagree Who is it then Is it Hearts Because they're top of the league If you if you, well, if your system Is to go in the current season Well and, and, and at this moment in time Hearts are sitting top of the league So there should be A bit of respect there Because at the end of the day They're in the top of the league Everybody else is chasing the pack so, They're chasing the pack I could be wrong Jim Duffy um, I, I don't think Craig Levine Will be too offended At anyone saying Celtic Are the best Team in the country at the moment, really? Yeah, well, well, they, they are. are. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, <laughs> statistically, over the last couple of years, they've been miles ahead of everyone else. So that's the thing. So, that, you know, until such times as people won the trophies, beat them in the, at the end of the season. And again, as I said, if you ask anybody at this stage of the season, you know, that's an opinion. Someone will give their view on it. It's only when, when the, the trophies are given out will you know if you're right. Uh, none of us can see into the future, but you're asking an opinion. And I think like, when Roger's talking, he still believes that. Squad wise, quality wise, Celtic are the best, and I think, you know, by and large, I think a lot of people think that. Obviously, not many Rangers fans, and again, support your team, and 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 you believe that you're, you know, you're getting there. But the last old Firm game, I think, t- says that Rangers have still got a bit to go, uh, but Hearts at this moment in time are firing all cylinders, and I, I love the fact that that's happening. And well, there, everybody's talking about Celtic and Rangers. Hearts are just nicking the points, nicking the points. Just keep adding to the tally. And you know You just never know They they might just put a, a fight up and, and, and throw a spanner in the works The last thing Craig Levine will say ever In a press conference Unless it's the last mm-hmm. week in May Is mm-hmm. we are the best team in the country You know that Gordon Yeah Remember a couple of uh, suspensions tomorrow Morelos and Flanagan for Rangers Jack and Ajaria didn't travel So how would you like to see them line up? It's an early kick-off Last chance for you to get your thoughts in And Celtic fans as well Financial results today And a big game tomorrow We'll continue the discussion after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB as well as giving us a call. Uh, we're going to hear, hopefully, later in the show from Kyle Lafferty. Um, Ronnie Charters is out there in Spain, so hopefully he's um, not disappeared for some tapas just Join, yet. Joining Ronnie in the dugout. Isn't and he's, uh, he's, he's going to give us some thoughts from Kyle Lafferty. So we'll get your opinion on those a bit later on. But let's stay on the phones at the moment. Brian is a Celtic fan in Moss Park. Hi, Brian. Hi, I can make a couple of quick points. It's only one subject that's obviously only one problem that will just cause one quick answer. Mm. I was just listening to, to, to Jim and also to Mark Miller about Celtic's money in the bank, Celtic's profit, and Celtic no wishing to spend money on players and they're just the ship and the staff. I mean, I don't know any uh, abiding football fan who actually wants a club to have a lot of, a lot of money in the bank, a lot of money in profit, and, but not have a good team on the pitch. Ultimately, it's about having your team on the pitch, and as long as your team's not getting into deep debt... I mean, that's what it's all about. It's not about shareholders taking, taking home a lot of money. And even like, I mean, John, I, I made a big point. I was on about John again for a few months. John again was the ultimate one, 2.75 million. We only prepared to pay that. And I just think it's like, football is a sport that's by and large like no other business. People don't go into it to make money. People go into it because it's their pet one. I, I made so much money doing something else. I'm going to have a pet one and go and do this. And if I make some money, it's all the good, but I'm there to put something into what, what pleased me when I was a child, what pleased me when I was a 
Hey, I'm taking my kid to the game. It's what sort of gave me pleasure early in life, and now I'm going to enjoy this and hopefully other people can enjoy it. Not a money making exercise, but Celtic seems to be. Well, I, I, I think the John McGinn one, Brian, I would agree with you on terms. Celtic did eventually uh, agree a fee, but it was just a, a bit too late. By that point, Aston Villa had wooed John McGinn and his family. Um, but, you know, I think with the benefit of hindsight, Celtic should have been more aggressive in their negotiations with. with we have so there's a difficult relationship between both clubs and, and that didn't help the situation. However, I've said at the time, I'll say it again, I think not getting John McGinn is one that they will regret at the moment and, and years down the line. So if Celtic want to bring him back two or three years from now, he'll probably end up being a fifteen, twenty million pound player in bout of Celtic's uh, league. That said, there's a balance in that uh, because yes, certainly the team can be improved. There's no doubt about that. And the manager wants to bring in a, another couple of players. However, they still have a really good squad there I and mean, when you look at the, the wage bill and, and what they've, they've put out there's a lot of money there I mean the wage bill is just far it's far too high it's not sustainable particularly so don't get in the Champions League again um, next season so I, I agree as a supporter yes you would think I spend a bit more money you know but on the other hand too you've got to keep some something reserved you can't just go and you know spend Every penny, you, you, you've got to be sensible with it. But as a supporter, I would agree, Brian. There'll be a wee bit of frustration there, but there is a chance to go and make up for that uh, in January. There will be another window in January, and once again, the spotlight will be will be on the club to see what they do. Yeah. I mean, I, I take on board what you're saying, but I mean, the Champions League's gone. The qualification's gone. I'm looking at some of the teams that are still in the Champions League and. We could we could give these games a, teams a good game, and I think yeah. we've just been lacking by not going for it. I mean, AK Athens, I mean, by your aside and all that sort of the politics there. I mean, we should have progressed to the Champions League. Yeah, and and, and to be honest, the, the, the current AK Celtic Athens. team should have been good enough mm-hmm. to to beat AK AK Athens. You know, even without one or two additions, they should have been good enough to to win that tie. Jim Duffy. Yeah, no, I mean. I, I think we said that, you know, listen, you know, you want quality on the pitch, but Celtic have got a huge squad and you can't just keep adding players after player. You know, you have to get players who don't just add to the squad, but add to the team. You know, the, the first 11, can they, are they better than Cham? Are they better than Scott Brown? Are they better than, well, Dembele was there at the time, the transfer window. They paid £9 million for Edward. Yeah, they could be looking at maybe a wide player, uh, maybe a centre-back or whatever it happens to be, but... You know, you can't just keep adding player after player. Yeah. You then have a first-team squad of 30-odd players and it just becomes ridiculous. So there has to be a trimming of the squad. Um, you have to bring uh, quality rather than quantity in. And, it's, you know, that pool of players is very, very small. For Celtic to, tr- to, to try and work within that group of players and their budget... The market, yeah. The market they, they're going to be in for. So the, the, the what they can pay in a transfer fee, what they can pay in wages, and also with a play, what players want to come and play in Scottish football. Not guaranteed Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very, very small group of players that you're targeting mm-hmm. there. And, and as I said before, Celtic did target some of those players. It wasn't for the fact that they didn't uh, put offers in. They just felt that the offers they put in were fair and reasonable and uh, the clubs obviously decided that they would uh, they would turn them down OK thanks to Brian in Moss Park along a similar theme Ian is in Shettleston what's your take on this Ian? Yes how you doing lads? Uh, you, you mentioned the word frustration there's, right? and there's two or three Celtics have been on the radio talking about this but honestly if you think you've never been in business obviously I have 
Peter Lawwell has cost us and might cost us about fifty million pounds this year. Peter Lawwell, if we had both the players identified by Brendan Rodgers, we would still be in Europe. We would the the, the potential was forty million pounds. Nextly, he's going to cost us Bayata. He's going to go for nothing this season. For nothing. You could have got £9 million for him. Because they knew when they went into the window, the short window, somebody would probably probably come up for him. They knew this well in advance. Didn't they find a replacement for him? They could have had £9 million And Rodgers would have sold them. Brendan Rodgers would have sold them if he'd have had a replacement. No replacement. That's £49 million. Again, the boy McGinn, who I, 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 I would have loved to have seen. I, I would have paid for McGinn myself if I had the money. McGinn... The profit you would have got off him again in a matter of a couple of years would have been about £7 million. You'll get more for him than you would have got Armstrong. £56 million that that board has cost us. £56 million that this board has cost us this season. Ian, can I just can I ask you, I mean, I do bow to your superior business knowledge, but I'm curious because you, you blame the board for costing you £60 million in your words. So I'm struggling to understand why... On the other hand, you wouldn't give them credit for turning over more than £100 million. Uh, Listen, the, the, give them credit. First, first of all, Peter Lawyer and that board wouldn't have brought in Brendan Rodgers because they, they wouldn't have paid his wages. No, no, no I, I get yeah. that, Ian, but I suppose what I'm saying is you're saying that the board is, is, is going to cost Celtic £60 million, but I'm telling you that the facts are here in black and white and that the profit is you know £17 million, they've turned over £100 million. £17 million, third of the second, right? Just, just to finish my quick point there, Desmond Dermott brought him in. Peter Lawwell would never have the guy bring him in and the kind of wages. First of all, the guy brought in, the guy earned £60 million for the Champions League in the first two years. First two years. He's turned up the two players in there to go for just nearly £3 million into, into £27 million, and there might even be add-ons. That's £25 million of profit. That guy's brought us an £85 million of profit in the last two years. Brendan Rodgers has no name Well that's not, it's not profit That's what I'm telling you The, the profit is for the last year is, is 17 million And that's up significantly The profit last year was 6.9 million It's now 17.3 So the Ian, sums are a wee bit off Ian, Ian, Ian all your figures are hypothetical is. as well yeah. Ian and you know, you're, you're, you're presuming if you signed One or two players You qualify for the Champions League You can't guarantee that There's no way you could say right. You, you right. can't you say they would have got 40 million or 30. That's a hypothetical figure That is possible but not, you know, you can't say that they've cost them that. You, you know, and, and also, there's many uh, Celtic fans, obviously, would say it was good piece of business to keep Boyata because they didn't have a replacement rather than actually sell him for the money because Celtic didn't need the money. So it all depends on which side of the fence you want to sit in. But listen, you know, getting the money for Dembele was a huge profit. And again, that's all down to the fact is that, you know, Celtic system has found Dembele at £500,000, whatever it has to be. And that system included Peter Lowell. Believe me, he was the guy that, that put people in place to go and find these players. So I have to be honest with you, I think that uh, you know Peter Lowell, over the last whatever, 10 years or so, has done an unbelievable job at Celtic. I can't believe he's getting criticised. Ian, just one thing, just to play devil's advocate, and I like Brendan Rodgers. He's been an absolutely fantastic manager for Celtic and, and will continue to be so. But... Anytime something good's happened, you've praised Brendan Rodgers and the players. Anytime something negative has happened, as in not getting into the Champions League this summer, you've blamed the board. What about the players that were on the pitch? I have to say something to you, Mark. Brendan Rodgers 
is the manager. Brendan Rodgers sees these guys every single day. Yeah. He knew that team needed freshened up. Mm-hmm. They ran them into the ground. That poor boy Tierney played more games. This is a statistic that I read recently. I can't mm-hmm. even bite this up, but I read it on paper. He played more games than any other player in the whole of Europe last year, that boy. Over 57 games he played. Now, yeah. if that was any of their boys, any of their sons playing, they would have said to Rogers, here, hold it. You're running that boy into the ground. They never even got a left back. Who have they brought in this year? They brought in two frees. We did bring in Izagiri to help him, I suppose. A free player. They brought in another free player. Mm. They brought good in for Marnock. They brought in a loan. Spent nine brought. million on odds and Edward, Ian. Listen, listen, Edward is... That that doesn't suit Ian's argument, Gordon. To to be honest, I do have to move on. I'm very late for this already. Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi both standing by. If you fancy it tonight and you want to take them on, 0141 951 1025. Do it right now because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're building up to two massive games in Europe tomorrow night. A Rangers first up away at Villarreal, and then of course Celtic at home to Rosenborg a bit later on. So keep the thoughts coming. We'll get back to that after we play this. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Jim and Mark are both standing by. One of them is going to be up against Michael from Cathcart. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you feeling? Fancy your chances? Confident? Uh, I'm, I'm nervous just because when I play at home, I usually either steamroll or I get zero. So <laughs> that, that, that is that's the way of it, Mark. We it's always a bit easier at home as well, isn't it? We're all the same. <laughs> Listen, don't you worry, Michael. Don't you be nervous because if you think these guys don't get nervous, you're wrong. I see the panic on their face uh, every time the music starts, and every now and then they have an absolute nightmare. So don't you worry at all. Right, heads, it's going to be Mark Guidi. Tails, it will be Jim Duffy. And it is heads So Mark Guidi up against Michael from Cathcart I'll give Mark Guidi uh, some Clyde 2 So that he can't listen to you Michael And we'll get you off and running Just be calm, listen You can pass if you want Michael Just be quick, pass them And we'll get on to the next one if you don't know it You ready? Yeah Right, let's do it At which stadium do Benfica play their home games? Um, pass Who was Brendan Rodgers' first club in senior management? How many Champions League hat-tricks has Lionel Messi scored? Nine Who finished runners-up in last season's Betfred Cup? Uh, Motherwell Which former Rangers manager is the boss of FC Utrecht? Who scored Liverpool's winner against PSG last night? Uh, What's the nationality of Rangers defender Borna Barisic? Um, Croatian There we are, that wasn't so bad was it? Not sure. Not sure. Right, let's bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, are you with us? Yep. Right, same set of questions to you. Get the clock up and running. Let's do it. At which stadium do Benfica play their home games? Stadium of Light. Who was Brendan Rogers' first club in senior management? E- Watford. How many Champions League hat tricks has Lionel Messi scored? 12. Who finished runners up in last season's Betfred Cup? A- the, the, the Aberdeen. Which former Rangers manager is the boss at FC Utrecht? Uh, Dick Advocate. Who scored Liverpool's winner against PSG last Firmino. night? At what nationality is Rangers defender Borna Barisic? Creation. 
Okay. Michael, you weren't sure. You've heard Mark Weedy's attempts. So are you feeling any better? It's definitely close. You're you're very you're right about oh, that. Oh, I think my, I hope one doesn't do me in. I've just realised. I can't believe uh, it. Know, anyway, let's go through them. Motherwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. final. Yeah, right. We'll get to that. At which stadium do Benfica play their home games? Is the the Stadium of Light or in Portuguese? You want to give it a bash? Stadio de Luz. De Luz. There we go. Yes. Uh, so Mark Guidi got it one 0 to Mark. Who was Brendan Rodgers' first club in senior management? Watford. So you both got that two one to Mark Guidi. Champions League hat-tricks for Messi eight. It's 8 So mm-hmm. it stays 2-1 to Mark Guidi uh, Mark Guidi I mean y- Yellow cards oh, definitely for this oh, one you're right, you're Who right. finished runners-up in last season's Betfred Cup It was Motherwell in both cups remember uh, So Michael got it right And that means it equalises 2-all Which former Rangers manager is the boss at Utrecht? It's Dick Advocat You both got it You're still level Who scored Liverpool's winner? Firmino You both got it Still level And uh, the nationality Did you get that one? Firmino yeah, 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 He yeah, just looked at me funny there yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the nationality Of Rangers defender Borna Barisic Croatian You both got it You're still level oh. And we're on to the old tie break oh. this, is, this, is, this is a, well, this is a good question Because uh, Jim Duffy Would hate this question It's exactly what I said When, when I got handed <laughs> to me earlier Right Here we go uh, Michael I know it's your first time playing So here's the way it's going to work I'm going to read the question I'll get Mark Guidi To write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Is that alright? Right, the question is this This year's Europa League final Is going to be played in Baku, Azerbaijan If Celtic or Rangers were to make it oh, How many miles, how many miles yeah. would they have to travel from Glasgow To reach the final? Mark Guidi Azerbaijan, Baku, Baku yeah. As the crow flies I'm going to need someone to help me with the calculator here No doubt about it Show me your answer please, Mark right, Guidi hold on, hold on. So Baku to Glasgow As the crow flies Jim Duffy just put on his glasses As if he was somehow going to be able to no, see. I'm going to see Matt's number <laughs> I take it I'll do it in miles, yeah Yeah, yeah I'm going to see Matt's miles Right, okay Mark Guidi has given me his Give me your attempt, Michael I think it's a bit yeah, high, Matt there a few times And I think it was about 3,000 He's going 3,000 dead on So he goes 3,000 There's quite a difference here Because Mark Guidi has gone 6,929 The actual answer is only 2,635 yeah. oh, So Michael, Michael by the way well done, Michael. Michael's only a couple of hundred out Well done yeah. Michael Well done Michael Good yeah, well, on you Well, well done. done Michael The sign ball is on its way Congrats Congratulations Michael There we are He was very nervous Before he came on He's got the sign good. ball Good on him And uh, now you'll know I'm If you're here. ever planning Walking to Baku what? Yeah. Is it not 12,000 Round the world Walking to Mother Round the world 12,000 I don't know Don't start with a smarty pants I'm asking how would I know how many miles are in the world? No, I don't no, know. Australia, twelve thousand. Maybe that's something. See, your son just, lives in Australia. Aye. You've just told us, and that's why. Aye, you, aye. You, maybe that's something. You've got the inside info. No, just if you if you can't tell, I'm raging that I've lost. Aye, exactly. To be fair, there's not been many, has there? In recent uh, times, that, that must be the, that's that's the first one in a couple of years. Well, well, well done, Michael. Yeah, well done to Michael. I'm happy with that. Gritted. The same ball is on its way. I'm hoping to hear from Kyle Lafferty before the show ends. Um, I don't know if Ronnie Charters is sending it back by carrier pigeon or something But uh, it's not quite made its way to my computer just yet so How many miles is that? He's, uh, he's, not, not he's just changing it, he's budgie smugglers yeah, and He's uh, getting ready to go goes. I hope he's got the factor 50 on I've told you the story when he went on pre-season with Rangers oh. But we're talking like third degree or, or something along those lines Burns, the yeah. Rangers doctor had to intervene that's All right, sorts doctor, Not great, not great at all Look after yourself Ronnie But send me Kyle Lafferty <laughs> as quickly as you can if you're listening uh, We will just talk about that area of the field for Rangers Get your calls in please on the game tomorrow 01419511025 No Morelos, he's suspended mm. Kyle Lafferty leads the line 
How important will his When I say big game experience I'm thinking about Northern Ireland In particular Because how many games The Northern Ireland went to Away from home As underdogs And they managed to grind out results How important might Kyle Laffer To be on that front I'll be a big player You know, Any striker who's given a task Particularly if you're up there On your own It's a tough uh, shift As Ronnie's mentioned to us uh, As well The, the temperature's going to be high um, too. It's going to be warm um, Tomorrow night so yeah, Kyle Laffert is going to have to hold it in. He's going to have to try and bully the central defenders. Get you know, as I say, keep it in there. Give his uh, his teammates time up and support him. Try and get it out wide if Tavernier's bombing forward. That kind of thing. But for me, the most important player tomorrow night, Gordon's going to be Alan McGregor. You know, and, and maybe that's just stating the obvious. But he's been outstanding for Rangers in in the the four European qualifiers up until now. And once again tomorrow night, he'll need to be. In top form Because there is no doubt That he will have work to do Yeah I mean I, I think that uh, Lafferty As you say Uses that experience And he, he did play as a lone striker For, for Northern Ireland And it's sometimes A very lone striker But uh, you know When the chances came in the, in the pivotal games You know He took them out You know Maybe not recently You know The last few months But certainly In the, in the terrific campaign They had over the last couple of years So you know I think he, he's uh, You know His experience will be vital He's got to keep his discipline, and not not because he's going to. He, I think he'll get carried away, but you know that it's a different type of game in Europe. So his his challenges where he gets up and he you know he, he puts his arm in and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the the continental players will take full advantage of that. They're on about holding their face, trying to influence the referee. So I mean, he's experienced enough to know that. But um, certainly, you know, I think he'll pose a threat, and I think he will pose a threat through set pieces and that as well. They have got that physicality about them now. Um, they, they could put some terrific deliveries into the box um, I don't think he'll go three at the back he tried that again away from home I don't think it was ideal that's when we've seen goals in him and he's, he's got a worse game when it went into three at the back he didn't like the spaces in the in the channels I think he'll stick to the four Rangers fans I'm just wondering with less than 24 hours to go this is your last chance to be optimistic really do you think you can cause a shock in the El Madrigal Tomorrow, yes or no? 01419511025. Give us a call right now. Um, I mean, Alfredo Morelos is suspended. It takes that that option away completely. We know Kel Lafferty's going to start, but it, you know, it reduces your your options. It's fairly obvious on that front. Um, how important will, will the players that remain be? Cause we mentioned Jack not being there. He seems to me as if he would have played a a big part in a game yeah. like that. Does that mean there's even more importance on? You know, maybe Scott Arfield and Andy Halliday just completing this recovery from looking like he was going to be nowhere near the Rangers team towards the end of last year, back in and could even start in such an important game. Yeah, I think it just shows you that uh, if you keep uh, as professional as you can be, if you work hard at training, if you show the manager that you've not thrown the toys at the pram, if he's not listen, when opportunities come up, I'm ready, I'm ready to play, I want to be given that chance. Like Andy Halliday, that's terrific. I love to see that. I love to see. Players who look as if um, they, you know, they've got one foot out the door, and next minute they're dragged back in again. Saying, "Oh no, you're part of my plans here because of your attitude. Your attitude's been brilliant, and we want you in and around the club." And I think that's great. And I think it's a a message you can send out to a number of players who are currently not playing, who can say, "Listen, if I just keep working hard, my chance can come." For whatever reason, it could be an injury, it could be a suspension. You get in there, and then you take you take full advantage of that. And all credit to Andy Howard, he's done that. But they don't have a natural defensive midfield player without Ryan Jack and I think that is a bit of a concern mm. Halliday did play it before uh, under Pedro Cucina. it didn't really work you know he, he wants to get on the ball he, like, he gets dragged to the ball at times 
So discipline in the middle of the pitch, as I said earlier on, is going to be pivotal for Rangers. They cannot get exposed through the middle and they cannot get dragged out into areas. So I'm not quite sure who's going to fulfil that role with Ryan Jack, um, you know, being, being missing. Uh, but I think it's a big miss for Rangers I definitely do Certainly one thing that the Rangers management Stephen Gerrard and his backroom staff Have been impressed with Andy Halliday Has been his his attitude um, He's obviously got a, a strong connection to Rangers His childhood team etc etc And I think that's been a big advantage to him In terms of so many new players coming to the club Not all of them aware of Rangers And, and what it means The manager being one included um, so I think you know as much as obviously he's, he's got a bit of ability, I think more more so uh, was the fact that he just made it abundantly clear that what Rangers means to him and what he wants to do to try and play his part, whether it be a small part over the course of the season or a large part. But certainly his career has been you know it's been turned around from a year ago. He'd have the thoughts of Kel Lafferty. Yeah, I think it would probably top off a, a really really great year for me um, to to get a return back to the club I supported. Growing up, um, it's a dream come true again. Not many people get the chance to play for Rangers once. I've been lucky enough to play for twice, so um, everything that went wrong before, I'm going to put it right this time and give 110% in every game. Yeah, obviously, having Alfredo missing is a big blow to us, but it gives myself a chance to come in and show the, the gaffer what I'm capable of doing. Um, I'm confident in my own ability to, to cause problems in their defence, and um, if I'm given a chance... Um, to put one away so hopefully uh, obviously it goes my way tomorrow night and we walk away with the, the result that we want Andrew's a Rangers fan in Crookston can you do it tomorrow Andrew? I firmly believe we can possibly come away with something yeah I do um, the reason being um, I think uh, Lafferty up front on his own uh, is a good option Uh Reason being, Morelos not playing, uh, I think those uh, defenders from Villarreal, they're the type that can maybe annoy Alfredo. And, you know, with his, with his temper, he's the type of person to get himself sent off, uh, which would be a huge blow. So, that first, of all, first and foremost, I think that's a positive, where Lafferty been up front. Uh, secondly, uh, Andy Halliday, uh, He's gone on earlier about Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack. I think Andy Halliday's been a completely different player this year under Gerard. Uh, I watched him in Saturday at Ibrox. His work rate was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and basically, I think it just gives us, he gave us just as good a job as Ryan Jack has been given uh, over the last few weeks when he's been playing. Um, so. I firmly believe that although Villarreal have got not not got off to the best of starts uh, in La Liga, uh, although they won at the weekend uh, against Lagans, uh, I firmly believe maybe we can come away with a point. And I wonder what the panel think about that. Agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule Rangers out. I mean, if you offered me a free bet, as I often see, Andrew, I would have to go with 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 Villarreal. It's still a, a young Rangers team. They don't have the experience of playing against a La Liga side, albeit as you say, you know, we have to remember it's no Barcelona or Real Madrid they're playing. But I would have to fancy home advantage Villarreal. That said, this Rangers team is resilient. It is organised. It is hard working, and they have a top class goalkeeper who can certainly help them uh, pull out pull them out of a hole now and again. And as 
as do we. <laughs> I have a top class goalkeeper. Well, that's who I mean, yeah. Alan McGregor. Yeah, that's exactly who I mean. And you can always sort of put whatever slant you want on it, Mark. I've heard, I've heard that you know, Villarreal have not started too well, but you can yeah. also say, well, they were the fifth best team in La Liga last season, and yeah. I think we all know the strength of that league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why you know, as I said, that this is not Rangers, the Champions League team of ten, twelve years ago. This is Rangers, uh, a young team, a young manager. Um, with, with only a handful of, of you know Lafferty and McGregor being being your uh, your main ones, but other than that, th- those guys have no sort of big time um, European experience. Thank you to Andrew and Crookston. If you want to have your say, it's one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And after Mark Guidi's uh, rage at losing beat the pundit, he'll have the chance to redeem himself on the full time teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep the calls coming. You can also tweet, remember, at Clyde SSB, especially if you want to help out with this full time teaser. So we always set it up about this time every night, which means the guys have got about 30 minutes or so to come up, if possible. With the answers I hope you've got some good questions of your own Because we're always looking for them Full time at Clyde1.com That's full time at Clyde1.com Send them over Right, this one's been sent in by John Smith And uh, it's got a bit of a story to it That's what we always like Something a bit relevant, you know He says, so against Belgium Scotland conceded goals to players from Chelsea And Man United You remember the likes of Hazard, Lukaku on the score sheet So, not including those capped by England who are the last 10 players to have scored against Scotland that have played for Chelsea or Man United? So the last 10 players to have scored against Scotland and have played for either Chelsea or Man United, but not the English ones. Okay, so played against Scotland. Yeah, so, so for, right, yeah, we're not including yeah. Eden Hazard, Romelu Lukaku, because yeah. they did it the other night, but before that, the last 10. Right. That have played for, okay. Right, okay. not English. Any that spring to mind? <laughs> No, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, I mean, there are Tony Andre Flo. No, but there, you know there are some big Juan Mata European striking names here. No, Jimmy Floyd Tasselbank. No, Ida Johnson. Yes, scored for Iceland against Scotland in two thousand and eight, and of course played for Chelsea, as you well know. So uh, hopefully, oh, so, uh, I'll give you another one, uh, Ibrahimovic. Yes. Scored against us for Sweden in 2010 And of course played for Man United So you get the gist now Sometimes Ronaldo? when you hear a few of the answers No He's never scored against Scotland That's that, how good we are That, 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 that might change next month Which <laughs> team has Ronaldo not scored against? There we are, Scotland right. Probably never played us actually Now that I think about it but Soon, soon. Exactly, yes Ibrahimovic and Good Johnson Any more before we move on? I think who Scotland have I mean, there's some big nations in here, I must say. Yeah. Uh, I. Oh, da, 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 da. Right, I'll give you some time to think. We'll get back to it. Plenty of Ballack. time. Yes. Michael Ballack. Well done. Yep. Yep. Uh, for Germany, back in 2003. Yep. That's how far back we're going. Right, okay, good. That was Rebertie's era. Uh, right, okay. 01419511025. Another news story coming out a bit earlier on today is that Kenny Miller failed his appeal against the red card shown to him in Dundee's 4 0 defeat at Ibrooks on Saturday. Remember, it was a. A challenge on Borna Barisic Kevin Clancy sent him off Since we're all learning Let's just remind ourselves Of the process So the appeal goes in uh, With all the evidence Kevin Clancy is then asked To give his explanation For the decision But he's not asked Whether he stands by the decision 
If that makes any sense He's not okay. asked to re-referee it uh-huh. But he's just asked to explain What he was thinking at the time okay. um, The independent panel Not the panel of three referees The independent panel Then judge if an obvious error has been made And on this occasion They said no Right call in your mind or yeah. not? Yeah. yeah yeah, Right call No 100%. complaints Yep yeah. There goes that debate then We just yeah. have to move on quickly No, Seriously that Kenny Miller He's still yeah. no, He would have been a ban anyway I was surprised that he appealed it to be honest In very similar circumstances Where he just You know the one against Mother Where he, he, he It was a bad touch And he kind of Lunged in it And he gets sent off And then again It wasn't a bad touch But he was just sliding in And the player got there But the, it was You know all the, all the elements He's not in control He's endangering an opponent You know it's, it's, it's reckless All that kind of stuff And I think that's a red card nowadays Because bear in mind He was already on a yellow So had this been yeah. reduced to a yellow I think mm-hmm. there were still Would have been a ban anyway Yeah, yeah. But of course Dundee been. were Maybe just hoping that That two game ban Became a one game ban yeah. Because they need all the help They can get at the moment Don't they? Oh yes. they absolutely do You know a Big um, It's hard to see Neil McCann Surviving I hope he turns it around Don't want to see any man- manager Losing his job But You know I, I just I fear for them I think, I think they've got Hibs in And I think Hamilton yeah. I think, And obviously Kenny Miller You know They've brought him in You know To try and give him a go Because that's the one area that, not, not not just the one area There's been all the various elements But You know They just haven't been able To find the back of the net And I've thought that You know Kenny could do that And then missing two games At a pivotal time for them Is, 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 is crucial So I can understand why They've taken the was it a thousand pound whatever it is to, to gamble but I don't think it was ever going to be um, successful Jim Duffy why do you guys keep coming back for more Alan Stubbs four league games we're talking about Neil McCann can he survive much longer what makes you keep coming back for more it's, it's, it's before, a mad world uh, yeah it is but it's, it's what you do it's, it's, it's your job and that, that's that's um, you know you always think that next time you'll, you'll be better you'll get it better you'll get it right you benefit experience call it what you like it just gets under the, under the skin and the blood, and you just feel as if that is that is what you know best. That is what you've done all your life, and I think that uh, that's the reason why. Listen, every job that comes up, there's you know fifty, a hundred, whatever applicants. Doesn't matter where it's. I'll be Queen's Park just now with Gus leaving. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have they'll be inundated, with, mm-hmm. and people think, well, when that's an amateur club, but because it's in the professional ranks, they will be inundated by uh, applicants. You know, That's not the, you telling us you're one of them in a super scoreboard exclusive, n- is no, it? No, no, I haven't. But what I'm saying is, but they will be any club, any job that comes up, part time, full time, whatever. Yeah. Uh, people look are at Race Rovers just now as yeah. well, three or four. Yeah. Link with that. And when you're actually in in the hot seat, in the dugout, then has your sort of feelings on it changed? Say from when you first went into management, are are, are you always aware of the fact that right now I'm. You know, now I'm half a dozen games away from getting the sacked, whereas you, that previously wouldn't be the case. Yeah, I mean, I've said before, social network is 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 probably the single biggest difference because people make their views during the game. <laughs> you know, minute by minute. You You're know, a dud after thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, you could you could be you know the first ten minutes. This is rubbish. You should be making changes. You pick the wrong team, and and that kind of can can stimulate uh, conversation, and people can can agree with that or whatever. Um, so and then that carries on, you know, and, and that volume can can be targeted towards directors through social media, through the club social media, all these kind of things, and invariably when when that that starts to happen, they they get trigger happy. So no, I think that's the single biggest difference over the last whatever five. Yeah, seven it, de- years it definitely maybe. influences board members, chief executives, chairman, um, social media because it can quickly gather pace. It's an instant opinion. I even know of one club to put out a poll. Directly, who would you like to be your, your, your next manager? And the guy, that? the guy at the club really wanted to appoint 
Scored the lowest in the poll And ended up changing their mind So they are heavily influenced You're right Jim Which, Are you, are you able to name this club? I can't remember that Well I do um, I don't know I don't know if it's common knowledge But they're a they're top flight club um, And well, uh, you know so that's, that's the case So yeah. yeah it's And it's It's not for the betterment of the game No You know the, 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 the chief executives and chairman And board of directors Should be much stronger Yes you've got to listen to the supporters but they should, they should also be stronger as well mm. uh, Okay let's speak to Brian in Irvine He's a Celtic fan Hi Brian Hi there how you doing? Hi Brian Your thoughts? Well, oh, always Brian What made you call tonight then? What was it that uh, hooked you in so to speak? I phoned up to defend Peter Law In my opinion This guy has done and continues to do a great job for Celtic And I sometimes wonder what planet Some of the Celtic fans are on That phone up to give this guy stick Jim Duffy, you actually made a, some pertinent points on this during the break to me. So I mean, feel free to repeat them. The listeners won't have heard it. No, I just feel that uh, you know if you've uh, you know won uh, six tournaments, six domestic trophies on the bounce as a club, been in profit both years, uh, increased the profit, and uh, you know been in the Champions League two of those three years. I think just about any other club in the country would be would be write your hand off for it but uh, unfortunately because Celtic have set the bar so high any little dip and that's what it is it's a mini dip just now and that's what baffles me you know because Celtic fans are yeah by and large they've been fantastic supporters of the club um, but you know if they're having a wee dip just now this is when you know you get behind your club and you support the club and say mm-hmm. listen we know we're not finding all cylinders but we still have a phenomenal manager so we've got a terrific group of players it's pretty much the same take mm-hmm. them barely out of it the, the same group of players that have been so successful they've added in some new players that will take a little bit of time and uh, as I say but as far as a board and uh, Peter Lawwell um, as a chief executive and the success of that I just I, I think in any other business if he was in you know a corporate business he'd get a knighthood for what he's done <laughs> instead of the, the the stick he's going to get from some some groups I suppose because Mark Weedy this is obviously in the back of these financial results today the Celtic's yeah. profit in the last year is very healthy it's over 17 million that is of course going to lead some fans to say all well and good why are we not spending more on the team why are we not this is the phrase you hear all the time backing Brendan Rodgers yeah. the wage bill on the other hand tells you Brendan Rodgers is definitely being backed Maybe not by as many transfers As some fans would like to see yeah. But he's being backed The wage bill tells its own story Yeah, you know, he's been backed I think the one transfer that that, that really You know, um, has been a negative effect On the Celtic board And Peter Law was not getting John McGinn over the line And, and I can understand why Celtic supporters and, and the manager made it clear as well That, that he wanted them in That said, you look If you assess Peter Lawwell's contribution As a chief executive I remember what his role is. His role is the chief executive of the club. Um, then you know, I think in I think he's fifteen years this year, October or November. It's fifteen years. It's been outstanding um, what he's managed to do. And 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 you know as well, Gordon. Not only in terms of what he does in in terms of the football club, but the way he has handled other situations, what he inherited, the way he deals with people, what he has managed to do in terms of look at the the the, the influential boards that he's on in UEFA. Um, as well So he's very very good at his job It may well be with someone like Peter Lawwell Who you're never going to be universally uh, popular That's just the, That comes with the tendency of that kind of role Is that he won't be appreciated uh, Until he's he's gone Until he's no longer um, in the job But Celtic supporters should just be reminded of Yes 
you might want to spend a bit of money Yeah you would rather see a profit of 10 million quid Rather than 17 and that other 7 being spent in one or two players But remember to look Just you don't need to look too far To see what, what has happened to, to to some other clubs When they haven't mm. you know Been careful with how about they go their business In a day to day fashion Brian let's talk football What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow's game? Uh, just before we talk about that, can I make another point about Pierce? Just yeah, uh, as Mark said earlier on, a previous caller, uh, some people only want to focus on some of the points that suits their argument, rather than remembering some of the, all the great things that he's done for the club, i.e., all this, the great sponsorship deals. Always seems to get the best deal for us with players: Wanyama, Armstrong, Foster, Dembele, Van Dijk. People forget about that money that it brings into the club. Somebody says it's cost the club fifty-seven million. Well, I'm pretty sure if we sat down and worked out all the money brought in, it was a lot, more, uh, a lot more than fifty-seven million. You know what I mean? And I think, as Mark just says there as well, you better be careful what you wish for because it'd be an absolute disaster if people all left Celtic. My opinion. Thank you, Brian and Irvin. Four one nine five one one zero two five. Jimmy is from Inverness. Is a Rangers fan. Thoughts on tomorrow's game for you, Jimmy? Um, I think tomorrow night we're going to win one nil. All right, confident. Where does the confidence come from then? Well, if you look at Steven Gerrard and the way he's, he's done a sort of European set out, he's he's set out not to concede, which he has done pretty well. But at the same time, he's also set out to counter. And I think we actually have the players to do that. I think it's going to be backs to the wall. There's no doubt about it. Tomorrow night we'll be backs to the wall. See you Jim, you're talking about sort of tactically drawn on football experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to. Pre- obviously, Villarreal is a, a massive step up, probably from what Rangers have faced before. I get that, but I'm just talking about how you approach games. How much confidence will Rangers take from you know having gone to Maribor and and, and having to negotiate those types of fixtures? Like I say, I know it's a tougher test, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about how you handle certain situations. Yeah, I think the Maribor one in particular. You know, finishing the game with nine men, not just finishing playing a, a decent proportion of the nine men keeper. Going off fantastic saves, they missed a couple of chances, but that belief that that going to that type of place and and uh, getting a result and 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 qualifying, I think, will give Rangers a lot of, a lot of heart. I think a lot depends. We heard Ronnie earlier on speaking about, you know, the, the fact is it could be close to a sellout. I think that will go against Rangers, not because the Rangers players won't enjoy it, but because I think it will stimulate Villarreal. I think if you play in a half-empty stadium, if you think, well, wait a minute, Europa League, we're not quite ready, you know, we're not quite up for it, then I think, of course, then Rangers can, you know, is a bit more relaxed. Villarreal maybe not have quite that bit between their teeth. But I think if it's a full house, I don't see Rangers winning because I think Villarreal will then have a, a duty to to really play at the, the, the level they can play for their fans. Um, so I think... You know, for me, I'd like as much as you want to play. I think if there's a if there's a few empty spaces about tomorrow, I think it will help the atmosphere, which will kind of take the tempo out of the game a little bit, and I think that will help Rangers. So, I think a lot could depend on how many people's here tomorrow night because that stadium, as Mark knows, it's very compact. It doesn't take a lot to create an atmosphere, and I think when when Villarreal are up for it, listen, you know, as much as they may not be. Brilliant so far this season They are a very good side A very good side Not a top top side But a very good side Jimmy is Ryan Jack a big loss Or are there other players there Who can fill that void I think uh, Well yes Ryan is a loss But if you look at Andy Halley's form in the last while um, The way he stepped into the place I think 
Prince is perhaps Hardy's more attacking minded. I think he's more he'll urge the team more forward as where Ryan Jack will take the ball in and try and spread it left to right. I think um with Andy Hallandy, he'll try and get it far quicker forward. Okay, thanks to Jimmy and Inverness. It's 01419511025 to join in. Uh, Mark Greedy was sort of waving at me during that call. Oh, just not, not, not because he's happy to see me, but because he's got some answers, I assume. I, I think no, I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some guesses. Now, I'll remind you of the question. So, not including those capped by England, the last 10 players to have scored against Scotland and have also played for Chelsea or Man United, the likes of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Idrugu Johnson, Michael Balak so far. Rud van Nistelrooy that's, right. that's what I've got Yeah Not only did he score against Scotland They did it Patrick. three times Didn't yeah. they In one night Serge Fabregas No Adam Robin No mm. Shevchenko Yes Remember at Ukraine yeah. 2007 Yeah So you've got one, two, three, Halfway four. there five, Yeah five to get mm. Okay Alright I'll give you some thinking time Shall okay. I yeah. We'll get back to that After these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accidents and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And you know what that means. That means that they're scrambling around frantically to come up with the answers to John Smith's full-time teaser. Send your questions in, please, if you've got any full-time at Clyde1.com. We'd love to have them on the show. So we're looking for the last 10 players who've scored against Scotland not including Englishmen, and they've played for Chelsea or Man United. The likes of Ibrahimovic, Gajonson, Shevchenko, Van Nistelrooy and Balak. Uh, Duff, Duff's pulled an absolute yeah, Duff. belter out the bag. This is fantastic. Share it with us all. Depay. Memphis Depay. Remember Memphis at Netherlands, Depay. just in the game that Malky Mackay was in charge of? November at Pataudry. Pataudry. yep. Well done on that one. That's a great shout, Depay. So you're only looking for another four. But I'll go Olivier Giroud. Yes. A friendly pre-Euro 2016. Yeah, that, remember that God's forgettable friendly. He's scored yeah. twice, actually. I wonder, I think he regrets. Uh, Giroud, which means you're only three away. Three to get. The only clue I'll give you You're talking two from Big International footballing nations and Not one, necessarily European They're all European They're all European right? And one from Slightly smaller But they've still got a decent European pedigree But but smaller than the other two If that makes sense Okay Okay yeah? Okay, okay. You do that uh, Just if you're If you're interested in this sort of thing Moussa Dembele On the bench for Lyon tonight Against Man City and it's scary, Jim. That some, I'm looking at some of the big, the big teams and the, the, the lineups coming in. Uh, some of them now rest players for Champions League yeah. group games. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know, I was looking at Man City tonight, and they have Aguero, I think, uh, and company in particular to and Sani. But I know he's not been, you know, playing. Oh no, so it's a Manny. Sorry, and uh, no Sani. Get my Sani's my Manny. Yeah, yeah Manny. But uh, you know, the, those two players in particular, company and Aguero, are normally you know absolute certs to start, but uh, they're on the bench and. You know, again, it just shows you the the strength and depth that these these teams have. And Dembele, twenty million pound for Leon on the bench. You know, it's just it just seems ridiculous. But uh, that's just the way it is at the top level. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's squeeze in another couple of calls. Uh, Stuart's in Cumbernauld. He's a Rangers fan. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Gordon. Hello. What's Gordon. Your, what was your point tonight, Stuart? My point is, I was at Ibrox on Saturday, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden. Andy Halliday is getting mentioned as a football player for Rangers again. I couldn't believe my eyes when I seen he was in the team on Saturday. Now, I was, I was reading the paper midweek, Ross McCrory anchored the Scotland under-21 team 
got a great victory in Holland. Yeah, captained them as well. Uh, and we turn up on Saturday. We've got a manager who was a top midfield player. We've got an assistant manager who is a top midfield player. And we are anchored by Andy Halliday. And we've got guys on the phone in the night saying, oh, Andy done this, Andy done that. I must have been at a different game. If Andy Halliday can get a game for Rangers, Rangers on the moving forward, and staying a stone's throw or born a stone's throw for Ibrox and being a Rangers fan, doesn't he make you a Rangers player? Well, maybe these top midfielders in Gerrard and McAllister that you mentioned are seeing something in them that you're not, Stuart. Gordon. <laughs> I'm just Mark's playing there. devil's Mark's advocate. Got a good eye. Jim's got a good eye. And I know they move in the circles of professional footballers. Let's not be kidded. Rangers won't move forward this season when Andy Halliday is still getting a jersey. Not a chance. No, Stuart, I, I, you know, I can see where you're coming from and... I would say that if Rangers, you know, want to get to where or to get to where they want to be and feel that they should be, yeah, I'd agree. I think eventually guys like Andy Halliday will be left behind. But what you've also got to remember is that they they can't achieve everything overnight or in one transfer window. So you are going to have guys sort of left over that come in. Another thing too, I would say, if you look at the the impact that Brendan Rodgers made at Celtic Look at some of the players he turned around James Forrest, Stuart Armstrong Even Scott Brown Who up to that point, you know, we're, we're thinking They might be finished or their best days are behind them Or they'll need to move on or whatever And all of a sudden, Dedrick Boyata You know, he absolutely revitalised them So I think as a Rangers supporter, Stuart You've got to back who the manager goes with And give them your support on that day But bigger picture, I kind of agree with what you're saying And I know where you're coming from Mark, just, just, just another point. You take Ross McCrory, as Gordon says, captain Scotland to a fine victory mm. in Holland. When have you ever heard of a Scotland team winning in Holland? Yeah, that boy result. must have been at the top of his game, coming back to Ibrox and McLean Dundee, and they need disrespected indeed, but they're treading water big time. Yeah. Right. Ross McCrory would have strolled through that game and it would have done his confidence the world are good. Well, maybe, you know what, the, the other way that maybe Gary, um, sorry, Stephen Gerrard and, and his backroom staff have looked at it is McCrory's played a couple of games, high pressure, you know, they've had a lot of work to do in that Holland game, whereas Halliday's been a bit fresher. Maybe that's what they've, they've, they've thought, that's the thinking um, behind that decision too. Thanks to Stuart and Cumbernauld. Any more on the teaser quickly? Yeah. Mando Torres? No. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, did I say matter? He did, he's not one He's not one um, There must be a Spaniard in No, there's not Oh, there's not? No oh, right, there mustn't be right, Okay, a couple more minutes <laughs> Kevin is in Bishop Briggs Hi, Kevin Hi, good evening, gents How are you doing this evening? Not bad, Kevin yeah, Great show Just to back up uh, your crazy Peter Lowell uh, I think he's a class act He's chief executive uh, One start I was amazed at your 60 million wage bill, gents um, That's a big number for Scotland, eh? Mm-hmm yeah, it's too big. Uh, <laughs> it's too big. I, I, I'd yeah. actually, I, I might be wrong, my intelligence might be wrong, but one of my friend's boys had just recently signed professional terms with Celtic. And I believe he got a squad number of something like 74 or 94. You might know better than me, Mark, how many professional boys are on the books there. Uh, I, I, would, I would imagine it would have been the 70s, yeah. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Someone told me they were up at Lennox Town recently and they saw someone with a, a triple-digit <laughs> squad number. That's not to say that it goes all the way up, but they spotted a youth team player. Um, but Kevin, is your general point about the, the number of players that are being carried there and, and the impact that has on the wage bill? Peter Law has got a point. Surely if he's got 74 professionals, we should be able to have a Scottish centre-half that can do the business. 
that, and and that must be down to is it because John Pat's left or is there a bit of an issue with the, the scouting system or the coaching system? You know, the boys have done tremendously well, but I don't think Peter's been unfair to ask a bit more of his management team. Oh, I mean, I, I'd say the other on um, that, uh, that, 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 you know, I'm a bit surprised, particularly at the, the front area, because even at the youth levels and the reserve levels, and that Celtic normally dominate not all of the games, but a good number of those games. So therefore, you know, a goal scorer and, and the creative side. Suppose you'd be kind of hoping, you know, yeah. we're hoping... Mm-hmm. Maybe Jack Aitchison, the youngest ever goal yeah. scorer, he's on loan at Dumbarton yeah. this season. Yeah, no, maybe. but again, again, he's only I think eighteen or something like that. And I'm just saying, over the last maybe ten years or so, you would have expected Celtic to produce a striker. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, a striker because they're always on the front foot, uh, and the, the the dynamics of the the youths and the, the reserves haven't really changed that much. Um, you know, and you've, you like to Sean Maloney now and. You know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, and amongst them, I know Scott Brown helps out, but but they've, they've produced some some talented players. I've said before, I'm not I'm not decrying the youth system. I'm just saying in that particular area. Thank you to Kevin and Bishop Briggs. Right, you've got three to go on the teaser. What Schumler. are you coming up with? Nope. A German? Nope. Uh, is there another Belgian? No. No. Right. I'll. Oh, you need right, to help me. Yeah. Uh, you've not got the one from the Netherlands. You've got another one from the Netherlands that you've missed. It's a relatively obvious one Easy for me to say But you've got Van Nistelrooy It's not some of the other ones you've mentioned It's not Robin uh, It's yep. not Robin But it's Maybe that's his first name Robin Van Persie Rob, Robin ah, Van Persie of course Right, right okay So the, the two you've got left I'll give you the country Okay Italy said that Italy one, didn't It's not Inzaghi No um, And he was back recently Wasn't he? Last Monday night who did Scotland play? Oh, it cost a not no. the uh, 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 um, Panucci. Christian Panucci. 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 And the last one. Now you will be. Now you will be kicking yourself over this one. Is he a Dane or something? He is a Dane. He is a Dane. Um, the obvious Dane. Oh, Brian Loudrop. Brian, Brian Loudrop. There yeah. we go. Brilliant. There we are. We got there in the end. Thank mm-hmm. you to Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thanks as always. Go to you. Thanks for your calls, your tweets, and for listening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow in the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. In the meantime, don't go anywhere because Callum Gallagher's up next. He's got music from Calvin Harris and Zed to keep you entertained. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.